0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Own the Moment podcast. I am your host, TJ Lasig, and today we're talking some hoops. We're talking NBA playoffs. Round one is in the books. Round two is already underway. We've got an exciting start here to the NBA playoffs. I am going to be joined today by our friend, Dream Shake, over at Boards to Bucket. He's going to be jumping on with me in just a bit but first we're going to break down a little bit of, of what we have going on from an own the moment perspective here we just announced yesterday a new series of hoops contests throughout the rest of the nba playoffs with ten thousand flow up for grabs that is right completely free to enter and open to everyone we've got ten thousand flow coming at you here so we want to Talk through that quickly. Break down the contest details. You can enter now over at otmnft.com slash hoops. There are three contests already open and available in the lobby. And let's dive right in to that. For those of you on YouTube, I'm going to be sharing my screen. For those on the podcast feed, we'll also just read everything through so you can hear it back but there we have it excited to be partnering up with Top Shot and Dapper Labs on this contest again completely free and open to everyone and 10,000 flow up for grabs and this is going to be through the rest of the playoffs and in a variety of of different formats that includes daily and weekly contests and also some playoff-long elements. Starting with that, at the top, we've got 2,000 flow that are going to be up for grabs from more of a playoff-long leaderboard standpoint. So this will come in two forms. First, 1,000 flow will be given out simply for people that play every single day. So all you have to do is make sure that you log on to the hoop site every day, enter the contests. All of the users that do that will split their share of 1000 flow evenly distributed across all of those users. Again, simply by playing every day. It doesn't even have to do with how you perform in the contest. You just need to submit a lineup for every slate that we put out there. So pretty pumped about that one. And then in addition, we are going to have a cumulative leaderboard with another 1,000 flow up for grabs, including a 500 flow top prize. So a little bit of a top-heavy structure here on the cumulative leaderboard, which was intentional, but how that will work is first place, we'll get 500 flow, second place, 250, third, 150, fourth, 75, and then fifth place, 50 flow this will be a again a combination of every single slate. The cumulative leaderboard will add up all of those scores, so you're definitely going to want to make sure you don't miss a slate if you want to be giving yourself a shot when it comes to the cumulative leaderboard. That leaves us another 8,000 flow available for daily and weekly contests. We have announced the first week, which will include 2,000 flow in total prizes, the first three of which are already available in the lobby. Again, otmnft.com hoops. Starting tonight, Monday, May 1st, we have our first one-day two-game slate, second one taking place tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we have our first single game showdown. So, uh, as we go through these contests, there will largely be three main contest formats. We have the traditional hoop structure, in which you enter a lineup with eight players, you have two guards, two forwards, one center, and three utility spots. You can then also use one rare or legendary moment and designate that player to be your hoops hero, which means that they get 1.25x points multiplier on everything that they score. This is the standard format, and we'll have a little bit of variation here in that sometimes the standard format may take place over two days. For example, tonight's Monday slate takes place in one day. And the two games that are happening tonight, however, for tomorrow's slate on Tuesday, May 2nd, it's going to be a three-game slate that lasts over the course of two days. So we have two games taking place tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, there is one single game, which is the Sixers and the Celtics. That will take place as part of the two-game slate, but it will also introduce a new format which is our single game showdown. And how this one will work is that you take five players. There is no positional requirements or any hero requirements. And instead, you simply pick one player to be your MVP, which gets two X points. Another player, which is your, I think we called it the all-star, that gets 1.25 X points. And or 1.5 uh, x points. A third one at 1.25 x points, and then two players rounding out the lineup that get the even amount of points. This is the single game showdown format that we'll be piloting over a couple of of these slates. Because I think what we'll see as the playoffs go on is that we're going to have a lot of days where there's just one game, and so we wanted to come up with some fun formats where even though there's less players available, we still have A fun hoops contest hoops slate to put together. And then we're also going to be mixing in some of our weekly formats, the first of which will start next Monday. And how the weekly contest works is you enter your standard hoops lineup with eight players. And then from there, it lasts the entire week. And then you automatically get counted the best score from each of your players. So if I choose to put Joel Embiid in my lineup and Joel Embiid plays three times, whichever game he scores the most points will be the amount of points that count towards my lineup. And all of this should be pretty intuitive as you go through the lineup builder. If not, feel free to hit us with any questions. But again, check that on out, otmnft.com. Slash Hoops, We've got over 1,300 people entered into tonight's contest already, which is awesome. And then from a prizing standpoint, I talked about how we have 2,000 to the cumulative leaderboard, 2,000 to the first week. That leaves us with 6,000 remaining throughout the rest of the playoffs. We'll determine how to distribute that based on what the schedule starts to look like. And then we are guaranteeing at least 2,000 flow to be set aside for the NBA finals because we got to make sure we got some action going down once we get to the finals. So wanted to kick off the show with the more tactical informational data so that everyone can get on into the hoops contest. Again, don't have to own a jolly joker or anything to play. All you need is the eight NBA top shot moments to create a roster Get on in there, submit your team today, and now we're going to talk a little bit of basketball here, coming fresh off of a victory from his Miami Heat yesterday, a round two victory after upsetting the Milwaukee Bucks from boards to bucket. We've got our guy, Dream Shake, back with us for the second episode in a row. Dream, welcome to the program. Oh, you're on mute.
1: (laughs) Sorry about that. Good to see you guys. I'm sure you could, uh, you know, read my words uh, when I was going and speaking a second ago. But thank you again to the OTM community, to B2B. Uh, We covered every single playoff series. So if I'm looking a bit ragged today, it's because, you know, we're pumping in like eight hours of basketball over the weekends. We're putting up four hours of basketball during the days. I mean, at best, right? These games can go sometimes five, six hours. Um, But yeah, really excited. It's been one of the best playoff uh, experiences of my life. And I know I'm kind of biased because of the heat. Uh, our experience on watch playback, but I can say too that from I think the external outside NBA community, I think we all sort of feel that this is a very special playoffs because nobody can guess a winner. It's a real tough one. Everybody's got to take it. Can't it? It may not exactly be the right one at this stage. So let's dive in. Let's go talk. Thank you for having me on here again with the audience. Uh, really excited to go uh, get into this NBA playoff slate.
0: Yeah, it's been just a, an awesome, awesome start already. Some really great first round matchups and some you know, fun second round matchups ahead, you know, and it's like, we, I feel like we've been talking about it for, for a lot, you know, the, the back half of the season is the amount of parody and kind of like anyone can beat anyone style. See that with your heat upsetting the Milwaukee bucks. I mean, it's not often in the NBA that we see uh, an eighth seed beat the one seed, right? Like, unless there's some crazy injury stuff, like there was a time where that was unheard of. And, you know, I also think that it's, there's another fun element of, you know, we, we talk about how we're past the LeBron Steph era, whatever, but now we've got them still Warriors Lakers facing off in the second round here. So even when uh, those two are, you know, quote unquote, past their prime, we've still got them getting out of the first round and, and get to see another, you know, Hey, you never, yeah, I guess every year, every time they face each other, it could be the last time potentially for the last time in the playoffs but I, I'm excited about that one. Uh, we've got my Sixers going against the Celtics tonight. Obviously with the Embiid situation that definitely puts a damper mm-hmm. on that series we'll in general. Certainly one. from a biased mm-hmm. Philly standpoint, but I think mm-hmm. you know in general, you never want to see the MVP of the league uh not suiting up in the playoffs and especially because it's Becoming a bit of a trend, which, you know, we we can talk about injury stuff and whether whether or not those are predictable or or, or just random. But, uh, yeah, what what, what are your thoughts here on the first round and some of these matchups now that we have in the second round?
1: Well, you know what? Part of the reason why I like being on OTM is because, you know, much like the playback audience gets for me on the regular basis, because we're basically on every single day and I get to drop my hilarious and really bad NBA takes every single day, but I get to drop a lot of hindsight inside here. So one of the big ones was the Lakers bubble championship. That, that, that's a thing that got thrown mm-hmm. out there. And then, you know, tying in the Miami Heat into that experience. Come on, guys. We're over here a couple years later. The Heat just upset the Bucs and the Lakers just upset the Memphis Grizzlies. Anybody who's been watching this season and had seen the trajectory of at least the Lakers knew that there was some type of data that was sort of feeding into why that was an upset both in Vegas and everywhere else for the Miami Heat. I'm just saying um, it's it, it boggles down to Jimmy Butler, right? So if you didn't have any sort of weight on what he could do, and then after he did what he did in the first round, that you still had to go and say, oh yeah, the Knicks, like the Knicks, obviously. I mean, great that Jimmy Butler did that, but the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks. Sorry to go and say, Heat and uh, Lakers going and moving into the second round. Heat at the very least winning their first game. And I think the Lakers are going to put on a very good matchup. We can dig into that one. So my initial take is A, Series 1 on NBA Top Shot. It's going pretty low right now. Um, <laughs> I'm not in here to go in and endorse. I don't have any crazy uh, you know, S1 bags. I'll tell you my personal strategy and my personal strategy, which is not financial advice, is I dropped probably about three or four weeks ago some stupid low bids on stuff right so things that were going up for 15 bucks i put them down for like seven eight dollars right um top shot debuts roy hachimura chris taps porzingis like you name it like i'm i got all of them in my collection right now for about the price so what if it goes from eight bucks to one dollar unless Topshot Shot decides to go and sell like moments for 25 cents or 50 cents, which wouldn't make any sense at all for them to go and do, because <laughs> that is literally like the 5% that they make on everything, which would be minuscule already as it is. Um, I don't know why these are going for so low, but it seems like as people are moving money into redemptions, these things are being kind of sucked dry. So for me, I am in the bubble from a couple of years ago buying that up. I will be back over here buying these playoff moments, uh, little by little over the course of the next season, but I've already got my Miami heat moments on lock. I bought those super early. I was pretty confident that we would go and beat the bucks. I said it on stream. You can go keep those receipts if you want to. Um, I wasn't like overly confident that we would win that series, but I knew that we'd have a fighting chance inside. And, uh, also with the Lakers too, I thought that was an easy one. I gave, I think five, uh, must or five automatic wins. Uh, that would be from the first round that you could stack and sort of make money on or whatever the case was. And at least I think four out of those, I got maybe all five can't remember who the fifth one was off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, we can run through, uh, I guess, series by series if you want to, and sort of uh splice and dice, sort of what happened and what we can look forward to as we get into this with both hoops and with NBA top shot. Cause the coolest thing about what you guys are doing and what top shot is doing is you have to watch the game to really seize the market, to really understand the mechanics about what's going on. And so The last thing I'll say right before we get into that, I get it. Redemptions are complicated. Guess what? So was fantasy sports when it first came out. There were people doing this on pads, on, on, you know, no pads, but they figured out back then, okay, we can sort of, you know, get people together that sort of agree on a set amount of stats that we can all sort of chase a prize pool around it and drag it on over the course of a season that those became communities. And after by time, the fantasy community became a freaking behemoth. With, with a you know billion oh, yeah. dollar industries developed underneath them, DFS, like all these things. So if you think that the redemptions themselves are too complicated for mass adoption to go and get, I'm sorry. We're already starting to see 5,000 people that are getting into the beta process of this happening. And by next season or by next campaign, when they do this again, I'm fairly confident that people who understand the game will reap benefits that like they're just going to start putting out there on Twitter. I stack this many. It was that easy because a lot of people just are watching this stuff so many different ways that we can spice and dice these 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 uh series so, uh, from a uh from a market perspective so we can definitely dive into that if you if you want to um series by series Absolutely. so i'll let you figure know on where you want to go with this
0: yeah well let's uh you know we like to pull up our trusty old 538 here for anyone that likes a a little bit of a visual on what things are looking like uh we can probably also find a bracket to to pull up but here here's where we've got so 538 has interestingly enough the two people with the most likely chance of winning the NBA championship, again, according to 538, are playing each other in the second round, the Celtics and the Sixers. We then have, so we have the Celtics at 33%, Sixers at 18%, then you've got the Nuggets at 17%, Warriors at 14%, your Miami Heat up one game already at 7%, Lakers 6%, and then the Suns. And Knicks down at three and two percent Crazy. after being down 0-1 in their respective series. So I guess first, you're you know, as someone who is watching the games and has seen these series play out, what is your take on what you're looking at on the screen right now? Do you agree with what you're seeing? Do you disagree? I mean, 33% for the Celtics. I understand that they are a very good team. It seems, I mean that's pretty high if you ask that's me so uh yeah it just feels a little it feels a little high like I, I'd have them more like I don't know 25 percent at most I feel like just uh, there's a lot of basketball to play and like it's not like they ran through the Hawks with no problem the Hawks gave them exactly. a good fight and I mean all of the teams that we're looking at here they're all good basketball teams which is uh you know I, I think what makes this a lot of fun you've got a lot of star power left you've got a lot of depth left. Yeah, you just, I mean, you look at this list of teams, you really have absolute superstars on on every single team here. I guess the Knicks would be the one that, you know, don't necessarily have that, like, marquee star, but, you know, with Tatum and Embiid and Jokic and Steph and Jimmy Butler and LeBron and Kevin Durant, like, yeah, you got some studs left in the playoffs here. How do you think? See things shaken out over the next week in this round two series.
1: yeah. so I think the first thing uh, we need to look at is first, I think these are live. So I think they change as the the that lines are moving and they are very accurate. So as of right now, I just posted as much as I could with what YouTube would let me go and post about Joel Embiid status, which is the number one trending topic on any fantasy sports website you go to. Everybody wants to know uh, whether Embiid is playing or not. And so for hoops discussions, I will get into like maybe what you might want to think behind that, because I think that creates an interesting wrinkle, uh, not just for hoops, but also for the uh, series at large. So that's the first place that I go and I pinpoint, and it's that Embiid I mean, it's looking like he really wants to get out there and play, which I don't blame him for. You don't want to drop your first one at home. At the same time, there's a lot of conversations like, what can this do for the entire series? If he re-injures himself, this is a pretty significant injury. So one thing that I would say is that coming right off the bat, the Celtics being at 33% is pretty high. They did earn it. Um, There's a lot of advanced metrics that sort of uh, wield that inside um if mb does not play as i think vegas is sort of
0: hedging on right now they're saying mb's not going to play the- vegas is def i mean vegas is definitely saying he's either not going to play or is going mm-hmm. to be extremely limited cuz i think the last i saw Celtics were like 10 point favorites they, they would they would never be 10 point favorites with Embiid out there well
1: sort of so here's the interesting part about this is that you have the Celtics and 76ers with each their respective at 1 and 2 so that's the first thing i look at is like they're hedging their bet right there mm-hmm. so We're just saying that in this part of the bracket, one of these two teams are going to go and win this. So that's actually a big slap in the face of my Miami Heat. It's like, seriously, like, like, you know, you don't want to give us any acknowledgement. It's cool. Give Jimmy like a bigger chip on the shoulder, give him more weight on his back. Like he's just going to keep plowing through it just because that's, you know, what him he does. And so, um, that's the first thing that I react to is 76 versus 70 versus Celtics have clear weaknesses within their respective teams. And so no matter who makes it out, and I include the Knicks with this too, because I think the Knicks aren't completely done with their series, but I can dig into that a bit more. Um, still, I, I, I do think that just like last year where we saw the Celtics face the Miami heat. Also perennial favorites. It was similar to the, uh, this tracking in terms of where the series would go. Went to seven games. I almost want to go and share the screen of Max Strus. I have never seen this in my entire life. Never, 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 never. I've watched um, so many NBA games in my entire life. I have never seen somebody take a three pointer and then a few minutes later, it was like ten minutes later, they pull the the three point uh, uh, like the, the like three points from the actual score itself and make it into two points. Because he had his foot on the line. So they retroactively went and took back a three-pointer to a two-pointer based on an official review within some time way after the shot even happened. So I have never seen that in my entire life. And guess how much we lose by? We lose by four, but that one basket, huge swinger right there. Because then Jimmy doesn't have to go and think about whether I have to go for a three to win or a two to tie. You know, he might just think at that point, if it's one point, I'm going for a two to win, and, you know, a three just goes and like gives us like the two becomes much more fashionable for him to go for at that particular time. Of course, that's in the vacuum. That's like as if everything else went exactly the same way, which may not have had the call gone a different way. But I still have never seen that in my life. But that's how small the margin was between the Celtics actually beating the heat to get to the finals. And people just forget about that. And, and that, that's a part that's really disappointing for me as a fan, because like a lot of people are watching that and still go into this season and say, yeah, no, Miami can't do it. Not in this round. And then you have to tell me that it's going to be against the New York Knicks. Oh, let's get into that series in just a second, because that was like the least surprising thing that happened to me. And I don't say that as a biased Heat fan. I just say that as somebody who's watched a lot of the Knicks this season, I've seen twice already them getting overhyped and you know, throughout certain runs. Yeah, Mitch Robinson is good. He's a great, like, he, he's he's the matchup beast against us. Julius Randle is out. That's not the reason why you guys got, you know, why you guys lost. Uh, it, there's a lot of things to go pick apart there. So, that the, my first initial reaction is Celtics and 76ers. Uh, Vegas is saying these two guys, one of them is going to go make the championship and probably win it because the West is going to go beat themselves up. So, then when you sort of go through the rest of it, we can sort of uh, splice out how in the West that could shape out differently, too. The Suns are perennially very low. I would not keep them. This slow
0: yeah yeah the sun's definitely with a a tough tough showing in that first game against uh against denver which i imagine is is why we're seeing them them show out so low yeah i don't really know what to to make of of the west it feels a bit like a a toss-up here and yeah the, the numbers and vegas and 538 are are definitely you know as you said implying that either the celtics or the 76ers whoever wins that series will not only go on to win the east but also the nba title but there is a reason that we play the games and it thank is you. because anything can happen exactly and my friend so let's get into this bracket.
1: yeah let's go one by one we can splice and dice let's i see it. we got some hot suns takes um let, let's uh Let's walk through them because I don't think game one indicates a lot. And I say that as a heat fan too, where we might not even have Jimmy Butler in the next game because his ankle apparently swelled up. Yeah, What was the the latest there?
0: He was definitely hobbling around at the end of that game
1: overnight. His ankle swelled up up to about the size of a basketball apparently. So he's very questionable for, uh, for, for game two, but it's looking like he's probably going to play anyway. Uh, So let's see. Um, But yeah, so I guess we can walk really quickly. I'll start bottom up since we already talked a little bit about the heat in New York uh, just a bit, and I can end off with that. (laughs) A basketball, yeah. They said it was that, yeah, that's the analogy that they used. Yeah, it's apparently very, a big swelling uh, that they wanted to say in their tweet. Uh, Lakers versus Golden State. Shout out to the Sacramento Kings. Love what they did throughout the season. Uh, This playoffs, they fought so hard. And I think that in of itself can sort of, Uh, give a little bit of the narrative coming in here for Golden State. This Golden State team is not the same team from last season. Andrew Wiggins came back in, made a huge impact. Kevon Looney, incredible player. I can't get behind the fact that the Lakers are like well positioned and not just that, but they they're designed to beat a team like the Golden State Warriors. Right? So If you really extrapolate out what happened in the particular uh, Sacramento versus Golden State series, even in this previous match, right? So when people say, oh, yeah, Golden State is probably going to win this one out. I say to myself, you guys were losing at halftime, right, against the Sacramento Kings and then needed the the NBA has never had a higher scoring performance than Steph Curry in game seven. Like no game seven performance has ever eclipsed what Steph Curry did. You guys needed that. Jordan Poole is I don't know what the hell is going on with him. That's a whole different, like you know, subplot there, um, and and the Lakers. AD proved himself to be one of the best defenders in the entire NBA. He had blocks up the wazoo, left and right. So, what I say to myself is that schematically speaking, you're not going against Sabonis anymore. You're going against Anthony Davis. Now, health becomes a huge question in the series. It can all flip around if, like, just the series gets extended to seven. The Lakers could lose that. I expect that the Lakers come out strong at the beginning of the series. Similarly to what. Uh, you know, Sacramento had like had done against them and that unlike Sacramento, I think the Lakers can sort of look at a Kevon Looney, uh, you know, sort of centric defensive option and have something to scheme against them in a way that Sacramento can't. And so um, that to me is why I think the Lakers going to actually come out of this. I think in like six games, I think, I think maybe at most like Warriors will get to. Yeah, that's where I am with that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree there. And, you know, I mean, Steph basically just put the team on his back yesterday. That's it. Like that's, I mean, Clay was, he was struggling. It, it, if he's, you know, not going to step up and, and start shooting the ball better. Like you, you can't rely on one guy scoring 50 points that, you know, unless you're the Miami, Heat, unless you're relying on Jimmy Butler, right? You, you can't be, can't be relying on the, the 50 points. But yeah, I, I, I do tend to like the Lakers here. I feel like they um ha, are kind of peaking at the right time after You know, what's what feels like a couple years of of trying to figure it out since LeBron has has kind of come over there and getting a D in a good spot where he's healthy and, you know, performing well. So I think it'll be a a fun series to watch, but I I tend to lean Lakers as well, at least from from what I've seen so far.
1: Yeah, I think that they're going to be able to get at least one on the Warriors homestand. Yeah, I, I Schematically speaking, they have a lot of stuff to go and throw at the Lakers that the Sacramento Kings just can't do. They don't have the Sacramento Kings. We really do have to give them their flowers. They have nobody on their team like AD. They got Sabonis. This guy is like the uh, oh my, he, he's not a great defender. I'm just going to say that. He played his ass off though, defensively this series, didn't play great offensively, but they have no one like AD and they went to seven. So somebody has to go, and even Bleezy's in here. Just, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, give me some stats. Give me something, my friend. But, like, the Sacramento Kings just took them to seven, right? Right. And I get that the Warriors have home court advantage like that can't possibly clear this like the the chasm here because Anthony Davis has been that good defensively because what happened in the Warriors series, especially in this game seven, right? Um, Steph Curry didn't even go that bonkers from three. Everything was done on the inside. So what it was was running like three times the amount of pick and rolls that he was doing at all throughout the entire series. Guess what? Uh, You can get Sabonis on a drop, get a D on a drop. Steph Curry's not going in for open layups. You know, it's not Sabonis with his like, you know, less than seven foot wingspan. It's AD and his freaking seven foot wingspan coming at you at the rim. And he's got a lot of tools, a lot of people around him that can do that as well. LeBron James, you know, Andrew Wiggins, are you going to be able to go in and, 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 uh, and, and what's it called? Uh, Just back down like you could on Keegan Murray, hit the boards on Keegan Murray. No, not when it's LeBron James. So you just have to look at what the Kings had and what the Lakers have, and then extrapolate it out to the fact that they went to a seven game series terrible home record jordan Poole, unless they can figure that out like very quickly everything is shaking out this is one of my guarantees of the entire like thing that's why i want to start here first very strong if you're a lakers fan be happy you guys are probably grandfathered into the next uh series just as easily as i think the celtics could be uh going on next round. i think it's going to be a butt weapon sorry sorry warriors fans <laughs> there we have it I'll there take. we
0: have it lakers in six or better coming to you from dream next up we've got Denver and Phoenix, what do we think here? Do we think that game one is going to be an indication of, of what we see the rest of the way here or can the Suns bounce back and, and find a way to make this a series?
1: So another one with really good advanced match. So this is a really interesting series. And one thing I want to say about the chat is, hey, if you disagree, go throw me some stats. I'll, I'll come back at w- with you with, with some more. I mean, it's just uh, Lakers, third best players, Austin Reeves, no, it's not. It's by committee. They have a whole bunch of guys that slide in at the third spot. That's what made the Kings really good, too, by having Malik Monk, by having uh, you know, Keegan Murray. They had a lot of guys that slotted in at the third spot. So like, I disagree with that completely. Let's not reduct ourselves to the third best player on the team. The Lakers have quite a few, and that's why their second half season was really good. But feel free to bring me some stats if you want to combat this. Uh, anyway, Denver and Phoenix, another one with good advanced metrics inside there. Phoenix, super small sample size but my God, they've lost two games. <laughs> I've got incident. Well, takes, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that would explain it. Uh, Curry's three, one in the playoffs versus LeBron. Uh, it takes a team buddy. Uh, well anyway, uh, Denver versus Phoenix, uh, Phoenix has only lost, I think, is it two games? Like since kd has been on, I think it's only two games throughout the entire time, mm. right? Their mid range is in freaking like impeccable, uh, Denver, what Denver's done to sort of stave off from their defensive inefficiencies at the end of the season, which a lot of us who are watching the Nuggets, I mean, I got scared from the Nuggets. I said, oh my God, these guys could be also exposed in the first round." and maybe, I don't think they would have flamed out against the Timberwolves, but against the OKC Thunder, had they gone against them, I might have thought twice about that series. But basically what they have done is they have Jokic uh, basically coming up at the screen, right? So Jokic, when he comes up and there's a pick and roll, let's imagine, for instance, we got a Phoenix. So we're going to have a Chris Paul. And uh, and DeAndre Ayton pick and roll. Let's just imagine that because you can do pick and rolls with four of those guys on the team, which makes it insanely like incredible what they can do in the half court offense. But let's just stick with uh, Chris Paul and Ayton, which would be like the least out of like all the different combinations you can do. In that scheme, you got Chris Paul with the ball, and you got Ayton right over there, right? Setting the screen up. And so what Jokic would do in normal against normal teams is he would stay up on the screen, like closer to Chris Paul. And then what'll happen there is Aaron uh, Gordon would go and rotate onto that loose guy, right? And he can't do that this time because he's going to have basically AD or not AD, I'm sorry, uh, a KD out there that he has to basically go and plug himself into. Now he did an incredible job in the last game of staying out on that, right? So I think he did like eight, like, oh my God, Aaron Gordon did incredible, incredible in the last game. Do I think that can sustain for an entire seven game series? Let's see. Uh, But In that drop coverage, what I expect to see a lot more of the Suns doing, especially tonight, book it almost. Put it in your OTM hoops lineups. That's what we're here for, to talk OTM hoops, right? If you want to even just throw a little wild take out there, watch Aiton tonight, go and get 20 and 15. Just watch it because that's the matchup that needs to happen. If you are in that that coverage and you have Aaron Gordon then switching on whoever is a switch on Aiton, that is the key matchup that needs to be exploited. So Chris Paul is going to be intelligent enough to get the ball in there. Uh KD and, uh, and and Devin Booker have the <laughs> right now, even in their small sample size, one of the most efficient mid-range offenses of all time. Uh yeah, I'm expecting that Phoenix goes and locks one up tonight. I would almost put money on it. Uh, but Denver's very good. And really the the the, the key plot line here is a team that's been together for many years, right? Versus a team that was just assembled. So we're really seeing the true battle of does the regular season actually matter? Because if it does the Denver Nuggets should win this out. If it doesn't, and it's just based on talent, then Phoenix will go and win this. So you guys vote how you guys want to. I'm going to go with talent here. I think it's I think they're that good. But if Jamal Murray is what Jamal Murray has been in the past game, yeah, it's going to be a wrap. It's that simple. He's that good on offense. So it can go many different places. I'm just going to go strictly, strictly with the basketball and drop coverage. Once I see uh basically Denver do something against what I think uh, Phoenix can do, uh, then I can go and maybe change my predictions around. So uh, that's where I am with that.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> what we've what we've seen so far from Denver is is like you just said, they're proven to be a great regular season team, and they have not yet proven to us to be a, a great playoff team. So this is a, a a perfect test for it, going up against the Phoenix Suns, loaded with star talent and and that kind of top notch potential. So I, uh, I I'm a little torn on this one. I I do think I'm. I'm gonna lean Nuggets uh, getting out of this series, but I I don't know. I, I Phoenix to me like they do just have so much top end talent, and and with you know adding Durant obviously massive, and have that ability to score. Seems like they just haven't quite you know fully uh, figured it out. Maybe maybe it's the late season edition and taking taking some time although you know like you said their record has been good since since there but i'll 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 take the denver side on this one but i I agree i think it's going to be an awesome series and then i think you know i think the western finals is also going to be just a a great matchup and you know no no matter what the matchup ends up being there's going to be some kind of awesome storylines to to be following whether it's you know Like, I don't know, you could imagine a a Durant against the Warriors being a thing or, you know, Durant back against LeBron or Jokic against either LeBron or Curry. So I've just I've seen
1: I've seen guys attack this drop coverage with the Denver Nuggets basically in the second half of the season. I've seen Terry Rosier. I mean, I'm out here watching these games every single night, people like I am watching like their drop coverage. It's, it's, it's pretty scary how quickly Phoenix can go and turn this bad boy around. Um, Like what I think they can do now, the other part of the equation is who's that fifth guy on their team that can sort of like, and the big part is also Chris Paul, right? You have to involve him and Aiton more, but figuring out how to go and, you know, integrate Chris Paul. And I think Aiton is is sort of the schematically what you need to do in order for Phoenix to go and win the series. And I think they can go and do it. So that's what I would be banking on. But it is better to go and say, I mean, I would love to be the guy in here to go and say, Hey, um, you know, consistency, uh, year in and year out, uh, chemistry, uh, Jamal Murray, Jokic, like all the struggles of the past three seasons all amount to something. I just think when you add a guy like KD, it just changes everything on what you can do. So um, that's where I am going to be personally going with. But I could also see turning on Denver, too. And guys, I have Denver going into my finals in my uh, B2B bracket in which we're giving away a hollow. So... <laughs> curse me if you want, but I do have Denver and the 76ers if we want to go in there uh, in the finals for my particular bracket.
0: All right. Yeah. There's, there's the transition. Okay. So you have 76 in your bracket, but I believe I heard you hinting that you think Boston is going to, going to mop the floor with them here. So what's the Celtics versus Sixers take and, and how much is the Embiid injury factoring into how you're viewing this series and, and what you expect to happen?
1: Yeah, with Philadelphia and Boston, this is, I mean, if Embiid is less than 100%, I mean, Boston should go and just trample through the whole thing. I love B-ball Paul. Uh, Paul Reed is a great player. I think he's got a lot of potential in the NBA, um, but I don't think he's equipped to go and handle this this Boston team by himself. So even Embiid at 50%, I could see the calculus and running him out there today just to be able to stave off and get into this series. Uh, but honestly, it's, it's going to have to be how much do you bet on Maxi and Harden Popping off against this team. Uh, D'Anthony Melton, he's been pretty good defensively as well. Um, and so you know, actually, 76ers versus the Celtics. I ha- actually have my boy Rock Doggy in here who dropped me a couple of stats, so I want to go and share those out. So, net rating throughout the season, Celtics at 6.7 first, net rating for the 76ers 4.4 third. These are stats with Embiid, right? So, if you have him, you're close, if you don't have him, it just all just craters. Um, so yeah, uh, Philadelphia. Even if they have Embiid on the floor, I think they can take it to, like, five or six. It's going to really have to take James Harden doing what he did in game one, just going bonkers from three-point range. So um, can it happen? Sure. And I believe in Maxi to go and develop this offense in a way that's very different than an Embiid-centric offense. So much faster, push the ball on the floor.
0: Yeah, it's got to be a completely different offense, right, without Embiid. I mean, got to you know. be a fast <laughs> offense. Any time... Anytime any team is missing their best player, it obviously hurts. When that best player is also the the MVP, it's yeah, it, it it's unfortunate. It's gonna have a major impact on the game, and uh, I'm I'm mostly curious to see like if and when Embiid comes back, and like how how available he really is. It seems like he, you know, I mean, I think the one thing about Embiid is he he's he's played through injuries like. He did uh, it last year. Yeah, I yeah. Like, like, you know, it, it's, you, uh, you guys would have beat us. I'm yeah, saying it if, right if now. You would have beat fine. Us. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's not milking it or yeah. If, if he could play, he'd be playing and I guarantee you, he wants to play. But uh, yeah, seems like that, that knee injury is definitely more serious than they were initially thinking or, or leading on. Maybe they knew the whole time it wasn't looking it good. The Willis moment. People are
1: saying, people are saying it's the Willis Reed moment. They're going to hype up the injury. And uh, then he's going to come out and ball out and it's going to be like, you know, Paul Pierce I, with diarrhea. It bon was funny. I, d- I
0: did see, <laughs> I did see some tweet yesterday where it was like, uh, it, it was like the last times when Embiid was listed as like question. It was like, questionable like the last 10 times questionable played nine of them and then it was like doubtful like played four out of five times and it was doubtful and then it was like when he was marked as out they're like he played one out of five i'm like okay well first off i don't think we can say that he's out and then just play him. and that seems uh against the rules but yeah uh, have, has he been officially ruled out yeah i don't
1: no not yet and actually shams, shams put out has, a which shams seems put out weird
0: a i mean it, it's So to me, that indicates like they they're trying to see if he can play. Right. Like that, that either that or I mean, I guess there's no benefit to letting Boston know earlier whether or not he's playing. So you might as well just kind of wait until the last minute. But yeah, he was out at shoot around. No knee brace, not like fully practicing or anything, but we'll see. (laughs) <laughs> little drama leading up to tip-offs.
1: Well, it's funny because I I got our Roy, uh, Ryan uh, Zaykin here. I know, I know him as a Politicos, so, but he says, MB ducks every road matchup. There's a stat out there that he misses 10% more road versus home games. So, like, out here, he's a Nuggets fan. I know he's a Nuggets fan, so I, I know he was uh, slightly insulted by my take on the Denver Nuggets versus the Phoenix Suns. I'll go out there and my Denver receipts are pretty, like, high up. I've gone to every single Denver matchup since Jokic has been in, like, a perennial basically year in and year out all-star, I think since 2017, actually before he became, I think an all-star for the first time. So I'm big on the Denver, you know, just team itself, uh, Michael Malone, not Mike Malone anymore. And uh, you know, I, I, I like what they're building over there, but I will say as far as this take is concerned with MB ducking, I'm sorry. Like let's, let's just go and just, fl- if we could flame this or just put an ice cold on it, like we do in like playback, like that's like the coldest, like worst take in the world that MB is ducking any matchup. Embiid is not built that way. I'm sorry. Jimmy Butler loves this guy because of his tenacity. If he sits out a game, half of the time, it's because Philly doesn't want him to go run out there. So if it's Duckington and a Jokic matchup for MVP, that's not Embiid making that decision. That's, you know, the Nuggets saying, hey, you know what, we don't want you out here. And he just goes and agrees with it. He's a company man. He's a part of the culture and the community and all that stuff. Trust the process. So um, no, he is not ducking anyone. Embiid is one of the toughest SOBs that are out there. And just look at last season against the Miami Heat. The dude got freaking like, and he gets, gets these freak injuries, right? He, get, he gets uh, hit in the face by uh, Pascal Siakam. Crazy. You know, he breaks a bone literally in his face. He's playing with a mask. It's horrible to play with a mask, by the way. Has anybody ever done it in here in the chat? Put it on one time and go and see what that's like. Embiid played like the rest of the series, he grinded those games out and played really well against the Miami Heat. So I am not gonna go and like take what he did last year with the playoffs, playing with a broken bone in his face and saying that this dude is ducking out some 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 matchups. Come on, get out of here with this. None of that.
0: No. He's not doing that. If he's if he can play. Like you said, if Embiid was soft, Jimmy Butler would. Not have put up with it and would be vocally saying Embiid is soft. I, I imagine. Um, man, ah, oh, nobody's goodness. messing with. I miss Jimmy. I miss Jimmy on the. I know, man. Days. Those are the days. Well, well it's there, a good thing for us far if, far if far you guys far. lose.
1: I think Embiid is like Jimmy. Jimmy has been pumping that for years. Even last year when we went when, when you guys Trying lost. Trying to against get Embiid
0: down to Miami next would be the uh, that'd be the play. <sighs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man! You're like oh, I man. can't
0: even allow myself to go there. I'll get I'll get too excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, Butler actually respects Embiid and not Cat. That that is actually a very accurate uh, take right there. So yeah, no, <laughs> nobody is questioning Embiid's uh, toughness here. Um, if his body breaks down here and there, it's because he's a seven footer and he's a big dude. He's got a lot of weight I, on his. I legs. was about
0: to. I think. I think that's what. I mean, it's just it's hard to be that. Like humans are not supposed to be that big, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like our bodies are right. not intended to be that big, and that's why. I, historically big big men always have you know once you get above seven feet like it's it's tough to stay out there and the timing is just unfortunate that it it just so happens in in april may you know i just can't do with the denver fans who go and say oh yeah he
1: doesn't play against you know Jokic for these Mm -hmm. you know games away and i get it like I think actually Jokic should get more points for MVP because Embiid did sit out. I agree with that take. That's fair. But going and extrapolating that out to Embiid sitting out these games because he wants to, because he's soft, because this seven-footer is one of the most dominant big guys that we've seen in our league who literally has guys like jumping on his back every single night, getting no calls, getting hit left and right, going up with the ball. Like we're going to call him like ducking anyone? Come on. Get out of here with that nonsense. Imagine you were his size. Would you be ducking anyone? No. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to. You can just, no. just
0: walk right over anyone. I don't duck
1: anyone on my size. I wouldn't do that at seven feet tall and like close to 300 pounds of muscle. Screw that. Come um, on.
0: <laughs> all righty. The final <laughs> matchup. Saving the best for last. Your Miami Heat versus the New York Knicks. The Heat already up 1-0, winning in the Garden on Sunday. What do we think is happening from here? Obviously, you think the Heat are going to win. Are we looking at a sweep here? Are we looking at a seven game series? What's going to happen next in this Miami, New York matchup?
1: Yeah. So it's all dependent on the Jimmy Butler injury. Obviously, if his foot is as bad as the heat media are making it out to be, we could be, be making our own Willis Reed sort of uh, narrative right here for Jimmy Butler. We don't know how bad it's going to actually like be by the time Wednesday comes. So splitting one in New York is really good. But at the same time, splitting one in New York means that they can come back and split one in our house and uh, the series can very much get tilted. I think we match up really well against them, but I'm really worried about our depth. Like our depth is a, is, is the big thing. If we don't have Jimmy, even Jimmy less than a hundred percent, it's, it, it's a real tough one to get around. So, um, I do think we're going to turn this one out. Um, I just, but the whole reason why that is, is just, I don't, <laughs> Jimmy's walking around NYC look fine to me. Yeah, that's, there is like a ankle gate, right? There, there are people that out there that are saying that he's not as bad as like they're making him out to be. Um, but what I would say is that I don't think the New York Knicks are a good basketball team, honestly. I just, they don't do anything that scares me at all. They are not going to have the best player unless Jimmy Butler's off the floor. Even Bam Adebayo, I think is better than any one of their players. I, I, said, I said it in multiple places, on stream, everywhere else. I said we would swallow Brunson whole. Because I was living in New York. I lived in New York for four years. So I have a personal take as to why the New York fans for me are just a different breed of people. Like you want to talk about Philly fans? I got my experience with New York and it's a whole different like story. I had people going and telling me, oh, Jeremy Lin is going to get is going to score 40 over the heat, right? When he was on his run. And I went and I was just like, oh, how much do you want for that take? Give me 10 bucks. How about you? 10 bucks. I, I have made like nice money off of New York fandom. Because every time they have a little bit of like goodness happen to them, what's that expression? Uh, that's why you can never have good things. Like that is New York in a nutshell. So the fact that Jimmy Butler can go off with of those historic performances, and then people could actually go the other direction and go for the New York Knicks, I think to myself, my God, people are just reading the box score. They're reading the offensive rebounds from Mitch Robinson and, and the this and the that. And I just say to myself, Wow, like incredible. But okay, let's go and keep keep taking the money. keep keep, keep working in the backgrounds. Oh, you like that bet? Horrible take. Great here. Why don't we go and bet on this? And that's what I was doing uh, in the first game. So it was nice to go and see now that Jimmy Butler has an injury. It's going to obviously throw a wrench in the whole entire discussion. But I don't think New York is actually a good basketball team. Because when you actually look at what they need to do in order to beat the heat without Julius Randle, uh, you're basically relegated down to Jalen Brunson and you're uh, relegated down to uh, RJ Barrett. And RJ Barrett did a good job yesterday hunting Max Max Struess. That's what you need to do if you're the New York Knicks. But, I mean, come on, where else are you going to get the points from? Obi Toppin? That's what you got. So Julius Randle is out, but Obi Toppin went and showed out. That would have been the same thing anyway with Julius Randle. So my question is, who is that extra guy stepping up? When I heard that people were actually thinking that, oh, yeah, Jimmy Butler Butler played pretty well, but uh, Quentin Grimes, and who was the other guy? Somebody else is going to go lock him up. I said to myself, did you just see the last round? Were your eyeballs actually looking at the screen? (laughs) I just I, I I can't for like the life of me. Imagine why anybody would like stack up anything with the New York Knicks unless you're a New York Knicks fan. But I saw a lot of casuals going out there and doing it, too. So all I'm saying is, uh, you know, you can avoid the mistake if you want to keep going in that direction of, you know, denying Miami of what they could possibly do. I wouldn't bet against Miami. That's the whole thing. You don't have to bet for Miami, but don't bet against them. <laughs> you're just going to lose money at that at that point. So I don't know. Uh, the Top Shot community likes to complain a lot about losing money, but for all intents and purposes, I saw a lot of, ooh, bam, New York, New York, New York, New York, New York. I saw you guys on two different runs. <laughs> One where you guys, I think, like strung together like 10, 15 wins and then crater completely after. And so, and that that's happened throughout the past five seasons. That You guys were literally uh, a playoff team two years ago and then a non-playoff team last year most of the parts have stayed the same and then somehow you guys are going to go and beat the Miami team that just won the Eastern Conference Finals last year that has Jimmy Butler putting up 50
0: points like you know just, it's 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 crazy to me so i don't know uh that's yeah. worrying. yeah Nick, nicks, nick's <laughs> fans are uh i mean hey they were they were celebrating that that first series like they like they just won it all already if you want so.
1: the ev if you want the ev plus move just feed off of the fandom i've been doing it for years so <laughs> I feed off a of Miami Dolphins fandom. We haven't done anything for many years, but I go and I have the season tickets. And every year at the beginning, it's this is our year. So bam, sell them at a premium
0: and let's go. <laughs> got to recognize oh, the fandom. Oh, with, without a doubt. So there we have it. Breaking down every round two matchup. Tonight, we've got the Sixers and the Celtics. And then, uh, what else do we got? We got the, What's the late game tonight? Oh, it's the Denver game too, right? That's tonight? Yep. Yes, Denver, uh, yeah, Denver, so Denver and it's a... Yeah, and it's Denver-Phoenix, same game mm-hmm. too tonight. So, yeah. There we have it, everyone. Make sure you're turning in your top shot redemptions if you got them. I believe the Kings and Warriors ones are open for redemption right now for their round one moments since that series just wrapped up yesterday. Make sure you're getting on into your OTM Hoops lineups, locking first contest at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight. But make sure you're coming back to the site every single day because there's going to be new contests in the lobby every day. We're going to try to be like two, three days ahead of, of the slate so that you can enter them in advance so that people don't forget. Dream, any final words for the people before we shut down today's show?
1: No, uh, I'm all good over here. If you guys want some quick OTM hoops plays that I made today, one of them is Paul Reed. Why not, right? So don't don't half the be people. Gonna go, they're just going to all go check off all the boxes. And maybe, maybe MV does actually go and play today, right? But don't be surprised if something wonky happens inside. Just keep him on the bench. I think Maxi, no matter what, has a really good match today. I think he he plays, you know, he has to put the team on his back. Him and Harden. So Harden 3 maxi i got on 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 my lineups at least uh, i think it tracks well for that because what we saw with jimmy butler yesterday after the injury he was a decoy but a very effective decoy because you you can't just leave him open even if he's on one leg so it actually when you break down the 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 film you can actually see that they're extending out on him basically at the line right they're not helping out at all on the inside and that's when bam atabayo is going to work and when other guys are cutting inside it, it it was tremendous for us to have that decoy. I think that even if MB does play today, I'm not sure what you expect out of him like stats wise, but I do expect that Paul Reed's going to be playing some big minutes tonight just to sort of maybe, help them out a bit because I think this is a process as I've seen every year for the NBA season, seven game series. So uh, they're going to be thinking not just about this game, but game two, game three, game Mm -hmm. four, game five, game six, game seven. And Paul Reed is a very like necessary means to be able to win the series end uh, because you need him to step in for Embiid because he can't play the allotment of minutes that he normally would be able to, I think if we're, if he's this questionable, at least. Um, So I would keep an eye on Paul Reed at the very least, if you want to make a quick edge play. And last thing I'll say for hoops too, uh, who was the other guy I was looking at? It was uh, Celtics and 76ers. Oh yeah. Maxi would be the other guy too. So I think it's going to be a very maxi centric offense. um, A lot of speed. I think that's where they're going to have to go and beat um you know the Celtics on and they have good guys to go and do it they're just gonna have to like Doc Rivers at the end of the day that's probably the hardest part for me to have to go put any sort of weight behind Is can Doc Rivers schematically figure out if Rob Rob Williams is off the floor if Time Lord is off Paul Reed is in okay and then you need to be playing fast and that's how you go and make the chasm if there is any sort of differential that you need to make but he doesn't do that it's it's a weird thing so um
0: yeah Keeping yeah, on this. very much. Mm-hmm. I feel like Doc has like his plan, and he just, I don't know. I don't know what Doc's doing sometimes, but uh, yeah, we'll have to see how they run the rotations with whether Embiid is in or out. Like you said, he, he's Yeah, one thing is for sure, we're not getting a 100% Embiid tonight. We, we know I, that
1: much. Um, I also think, too, last thing I'll say for the hoop stuff, and guys, please go sign up for that. I mean, like, we got to say it one more time you're dropping all of this flow out there. You know, 10,000
0: flow up for grabs. Go get it. It's raining. flow. that is wild,
1: guys. So maybe drop it inside here in the chat. Like, go fire up like a, a, you know, a a builder right now. And there's some really interesting and fun games out there that we've gone and developed with the OTM crew and whatnot. One thing I'll say, too, about that Suns matchup in particular. I look at uh, uh, Durant tonight. This is if you're going to ever put money on Durant, this is the night. So split one at home against Denver Nuggets. Everybody like right now. Everybody's saying, "Oh, horrible take dream." Uh, Denver won game one. Like the Suns, they're done. They have no depth. Whatever. <laughs> Watch it all flip tonight if Durant goes off for forty or forty-five and DeBuck too. So I'm putting my money on those two guys. I think that CP3 can sort of weave himself in there as well. I don't know in what way, but uh, you know, I think on those two guys, I'm going to be putting some uh some money on. I, I would say, but not financial advice. I, I, financial if there's, advice, if there's of course. any time to go in and depend on those two, Devin Booker and, 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 and Kevin Durant, I mean, this is the night that you do it because there's a lot of people who think, oh, Denver's already got this. But if we've seen anything from this playoffs, and that's the last thing I'm going to go and say, last thing I'll say, you cannot go and analyze a whole series based on one game. I think we have all seen that this season in particular. And going on forward, this is the way that the NBA is going to track their whole prop value is because – you shouldn't be able to go and determine who the winner is going to be before the season starts. It's not fun for anyone uh, for the most part, unless you have a generational player like, you know, Michael Jordan, like Steph Curry, I guess, like that's, you know, huge net, but otherwise you want a very, you know, parody uh, level system. And it's, I, I think NBA has gone and achieved that in a very uh, material way as we've seen this season. So uh, keep an eye on that. And uh, yeah, um, look forward to the, to you know, hooping with you guys on hoops. We have our own B2B uh, contest as well. Uh, If somebody is here in the chat that can go and drop that inside, that'd be awesome. Uh, But otherwise, man, thank you for having me on. And of course, thank you for OTM allowing us at B2B to be able to develop these games, NBA-centric. It's really cool that Top Shot is leaning on you guys a bit, you know, for some more gaming utility. So guys, go and support them uh, because at the end of the day, they've never left. They've always been here like we've always been here. And this is why we have great synergy together is because, uh, yeah, it's the same faces as you guys saw a couple years ago. Um, we, we're not going anywhere. And so, uh, yeah, please go and support them. And if you want to, go and support us. And if not, we'll be watching hoops anyway. So feel free
0: anytime, uh, you know, find us. And yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you check out the Boards to Bucket. Playback channel, Playback TV, playback.tv slash B2B. They're in there every night watching the games. I'm always hanging in the chat, lurking sometimes, watching the games as well enter those hoops contests and enjoy a fantastic NBA playoffs. We'll talk to you all next time. See you later.